It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of Locked On Titans. I'm Jimmy Morris, joined by Terry Lambert. Terry, how are you tonight? Doing well. Excited. We're doing a little something different tonight. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, so what we're going to do tonight is go through kind of a mock draft and uh, talk about, I guess, some potential scenarios the Titans will be facing on draft day. We're just a little bit more than a week away from the draft at this point, so that's always a really exciting time, and we'll obviously have a ton of content around that. Before we get started tonight, remind you that Terry and I write for MusicCityMiracles.com, where we cover the Titans for SB Nation, so you can find our work there. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at MCM. Terry is at TLambertFB. The podcast account is at LockedOnTitans. And, of course, you can subscribe to the podcast iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. So check us out all those places. Um, all right, so what we're going to do tonight is kind of run through a mock draft, and we're going to be using Fanspeak, uh, fanspeak.com, which is a really cool uh, mock draft tool where you can import a board or, you know, that. I mean, they have boards listed there, and then you can kind of say how many rounds you want to go, and it kind of simulates a draft, and then you get to pick for your team. So obviously we'll be working that through for the Titans. So... Uh, talking a little bit before we jumped on here, I think the consensus number one need is obviously edge rusher. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Where it gets interesting is what's the second need? Uh, you know, we, we've been obviously talking a lot about this since really the end of the season, and didn't necessarily have wide receiver in on that list, but the Titans have worked out a lot of receivers, so I think there's a pretty good possibility that they pick a receiver in the first two days of the draft. Um, and then I, I think you have a conversation around inside linebacker, and then we've been wondering, uh, you know, they've had a lot of corners in, and we've been wondering why that was, and, and Terry made an interesting point tonight that I think makes a lot of sense. I'll, I'll let him kind of lay that out for you. Yeah, it all stems off of Logan Ryan, who signed that big deal uh, last off season, he was John Robinson's first real big signing. Uh, his contract runs through 2019, but next off season, uh, his dead money goes from five million down to a little over six hundred thousand. Uh, so the Titans could cut him and get that contract off the books and save about ten million dollars. Now, you talk about Marcus Mariota getting a new deal, Taylor Lewan getting a new deal. Um, that's going to be pretty attractive to John Robinson, I believe. Um, so now you've got a Dory Jackson. Uh, you've got Malcolm Butler. you still got young guys, Ty Smith, LaShawn Sims on the roster. Uh, I could see a scenario where they move on from Logan Ryan. And, you know, that might be – that might be the way they go if we see them take a corner early. And like Jimmy said, they've been connected to some already. Uh, Jair Alexander out of Louisville and Josh Jackson out of Iowa, the main two ones there. I think you'd probably have to spend a first to get Jair Alexander. Uh, maybe Josh Jackson slides into the second. But still, those are two corners that are coming off the board early. So just kind of interesting that they're connected to those two. Yes, yeah, sure. And, and uh, you know, they added Malcolm Butler. So you've got Butler, Logan Ryan, Dory Jackson as your three for the 2018 season. But, you know, we've had a lot of conversations about you need three corners, all that stuff. So that kind of makes sense. So, I mean, I, I think corner is in the mix for that second need when you look at it through that lens. Obviously, inside linebacker 
is something that you know people have been talking a lot about. Uh, I, I think they're probably pretty comfortable with Wesley Woodyard and, and Jayon Brown there. But again, Woodyard, as you kind of start to look forward, will he be here in 2019? So, I mean, uh, a lot of questions around that. Interior offensive line, Ben Jones, similar deal on the contract. Uh, makes a lot of sense for them to be able to move on from him after 2018 season. So there's there's a lot of a lot of things at play, and this is again it, it's a good place for the Titans to be in somewhere that they, they obviously weren't the last couple of years. But now you've got a scenario where you don't have any huge needs outside of that edge rusher. So you can start to look down the road a little bit, and if there's a guy that's a really good value there when you when you come up to pick then you can start to build that roster in so you can kind of sustain the success that you've built. Uh, you know, that, that's what the good teams do is that they're always forward thinking. They're not, they're not having to necessarily fill holes right now. They're looking down the road so they can continue to build on the, on the success that they've had. So that's kind of where we'll start off here. So we'll, uh, Terry's going to run kind of the simulation, and then we'll talk about where that puts the Titans with the 25th pick. Matt Williamson brings the scouts' perspective to the Locked On NFL podcast. You got to talk 2018 quarterbacks. Josh Allen has the best quarterback record aside from Lamar Jackson, but the lowest completion percentage other than Josh Rosen. He's just been a complete garbage for the most part when he's been allowed to play. Yeah. I just want to throw a couple nuggets out on Allen, and I know he's a lot bigger a lot stronger, but he kind of reminds me of early career RG3. What's kind of remarkable about Allen is he is so gifted, and he got better, I thought, this past year, which is encouraging with the anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws, but his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league. Hear Matt with co-host Brian Peacock every day on Locked On NFL. Subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back to Locked on Titans. We have run the mock draft simulation here. Uh, Titans picking 25th. The obvious obvious name that you've heard a lot about, Josh Sweat, the pass rusher out of Florida State. He is on the board here. Uh, You've also got Marcus Davenport out of UTSA. Uh, that's a really interesting situation there uh, with the two. We haven't talked about Davenport a lot, but he's huge. He's 6'5", 260, and runs in the 4'5", very athletic. Uh, Titans have been more connected to Sweat, obviously. Uh, outside of that, you've also got Leighton Vander Esch out of Boise State, the middle linebacker, along with, with Rashawn Evans. Um, I, I would say those are the four options on the board there. And for me, the pick is Sweat. Uh, you're talking about a guy that was misused at Florida State, playing inside, uh, very athletic, six foot four, uh, ran a low five in, in a forty yard dash, super athletic. Uh, I, I like betting on athletes uh, at pass rusher over production. Uh, you, you've got Sam Hubbard on the board also, but uh, for me, the pick is Sweat. What about you, Jimmy? Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, I think. At, at this point, even if even if they have sweat graded a little bit lower on the board, you, you do kind of have to force this pick. And like you said, you've got a guy who um, wasn't necessarily used correctly at Florida State, and so maybe it does take him a little bit of time to get up to speed. Uh, you know, being 100% comfortable with playing that position. The good thing is 
you've still got a Ragpo and Morgan ahead of him. So he's got some time to kind of learn there, um, you know, and, and work in as a piece in 2018. But then you expect him to be, you know, kind of a, a cornerstone of the defense in 2019. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going sweat with, with the way that this, this has fallen out. And again, it, it's kind of funny. We we're talking about this before we came on, too. I mean, th- this has started to become the consensus consensus in the mock drafts around the around the internet, and so th- those things never kind of seem to play out when draft day comes. So that that's kind of got me, you know, thinking about it a little bit. But I, I think they have to go edge rusher, and I, I think if you've got a guy with that with that type of talent, you can go ahead and take him there. Yeah, I totally agree. So I, I think we've hit a home run with that that first round pick. That's the guy that, that Titans seem to be targeting. Uh, I agree with it, so we'll move on to round two. Uh, round two, you know, you mentioned it's really tough to kind of select a need number two for this team. I feel like we've talked a lot about linebacker, uh, but you know, you get Will Compton there too, the the veteran free agent. Uh, Will Compton's not going to change any draft draft plans uh, by any means, but you still got that veteran presence there. So I don't think the Titans are, I don't think they have to draft one. So. Uh, Malik Jefferson is here on the board out of Texas. I got it kind of underachieved at Texas and hadn't really put it all together. Uh, you've got Harrison Phillips, the defensive lineman from Stanford. Uh, but I'm looking at receiver. Uh, DJ Chark from LSU, the guy that ran the 4-3 at, at the combine. Uh, underachieved at LSU due to poor quarterback play. Uh, you've also got Dante Pettis from Washington sitting there, who the Titans have already been connected to. Uh, James Washington also out of Oklahoma State. Uh, Jimmy, did any of those guys kind of get your motor running? I, I think I'd have to lean DJ Chark, honestly, for what the Titans need at receiver. Yeah, Titans need a burner. And, you know, Matt LaFleur was on the midday 180 last week and talked about how he thinks every offense needs a burner. And, you know, the Titans clearly don't have that right now. So if, if they're going to draft a receiver here, I, I think it makes sense to go with, with Chark because he's the guy that, that does give them that element of speed, that over-the-top speed that they don't currently have. Um, you know, and again, going back a little bit, I mean, we, we talked about how, you know, we, we think this is probably – one of the best groups of receivers that they've had since they've been here. But with so much talk and, and so many workouts and all that stuff, so many visits going to receivers, I, I don't think there's any doubt at this point that they take one in, in the first two days. So, I mean, I, I think Chark makes the most sense here when you look at it through that lens. So, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with going ahead and pulling the trigger on him. I'll agree with it. And I'll, I'll pull the trigger too. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I, I think, you could go a number of different ways with with this next pick. Uh, you've got offensive line needs. I think you can bolster the defensive line. Uh, you could even circle back and grab another pass rusher. That's something that we were talking about uh, before we came on. Uh, you could also go running back. You know, the Titans only have two running backs right now, uh, it, if you don't count flu season, uh, which I don't. So a uh, whole lot of options open for the Titans here. Uh, all right, the simulator has just finished up. We've got an interesting amount of names left here on the board. Uh, a couple of corners, Dante Jackson out of LSU, Anthony Averett out of Alabama. Arden Key uh, still on the board uh, here in the third round. He, he's an interesting guy. If you want to double down at, at pass rusher, uh, a, a guy that's 230 pounds would likely need some, some molding there. 
you've got some character concerns. He, he kind of walked away from the team and then came back. Uh, he got up to 270 pounds. He's back down to 230 now. Just a really, really odd story uh, with Key. But the Titans have, have had him in for a visit there. So uh, would you even be interested in, in entertaining the idea of Arden Key on day two? You know, that, that's, a, that's a really interesting question. In the third round, maybe. I mean, because what's, what's his talent? Let, let's say take all the off-the-field off the concerns away. Where does he get picked? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, if you asked me that before his pro day, I would have said he was a first-round lock. But he goes out and he runs, I, I think, like a four nine at 238 yeah. pounds, something like that. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of out on Keith. Yeah. No, and, and I mean, I think if we're if we're trying to to keep this to what we think might actually happen, um, I, he just he doesn't seem like a John Robinson guy, right? I mean, that that just right. doesn't seem like a thing. That seems like a Jeff Fisher pick uh, back during that era. But I, I don't I don't see Robinson going that way, so I'd, I'd probably pass there. Now, when you get into day three, I, I think you have to take a, a serious look at him if he's still around at that point. But here, I, I just think you've got maybe not necessarily bigger needs, but I think you've got better players, better football players that you can plug in um, when, you, when you look at the, to- at the total package. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm looking, at, and the guard guard's really dried up. Uh, I'm not going to reach for one there. Uh, running back is interesting. You, you've got my man John Kelly left on the board. You've got Mark Walton out of uh, Miami. You've even got Royce Freeman out of Oregon. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's pretty wide open here. Uh, honestly, if I had to guess what John Robinson would do, I'm going to go with Nathan Shepard, a defensive lineman out of Fort Hay State. I don't have the stats in front of me right now, but this kid just destroyed uh, lesser competition, uh, put up huge, huge numbers, had an astronomical amount of tackles for loss. Uh, the Titans need help on that defensive front. I, I think it's a pretty good bet that they're going to take a defensive lineman. Uh, Benny Logan, that's just a one-year deal. Uh, so I, I could see them going that direction. And uh, I, I think Nathan Shepard is my pick here. Yeah, I'm good with that. Again, I think what you have after, if you get sweat in the first round, which you know in this exercise we did, um, you're just you're taking the best football player available. And if that if that's where you, where you find what you find here, then I, then I say go for it because, you know, like I said, John Robinson has done a remarkable job of, of rebuilding this roster. He's done a really nice job in free agency the last couple of years of filling those holes so that. You know, they don't come into the draft with these just huge glaring needs where you had to force something. And, I mean, look, you, you can say, well, they, they do have that at edge rusher, and, and I would agree. But if you don't find those guys in the draft, then you're, you're going to be in trouble. Because, I mean, even look back to the Brian Arakpo deal, the only reason the Titans were able to get him for what they did was because he had the injury concerns. So, um, you know, those guys just don't hit free agency without some some type of question mark going uh, going along with them. So, yeah, I mean, I think they're going to be able to sit down in the third round and say, okay, especially if you look at getting your your edge rusher in the first round, your speed wide receiver in the second round, who, who's the best player left on our board, you know, outside of a, of a couple positions, what, you know, tackle – quarterback i mean you know outside of those couple of deals who's the best football player available if that's what we got here then i say we go for it yeah so we wrap up this mock draft here we went joshua took care of the pass rush we got our speed threat dj chart and we got our 
our bolstered defensive front here, Nathan Shepard, a guy that could could grow into a, a starter one day. So uh, that third pick could go, and really a second pick, it could go in any number of different different directions. Like we said, you know, corner, safety, anything on the offensive line, anything on the defensive line, receiver. Uh, Titans have been looking everywhere. Safety, you know, you know, Jimmy's top knee on the board. Uh, <laughs> you could go in, any number of directions there. So it's kind of it, it, it's really hard to project. But I think the top is really easy to project. I, I would I would bet a large sum of money that uh, John Robinson comes out of the first round with a, a an edge presence, a pass rusher. Yeah, I think if you're like you said, if you're betting money on this, I, I think that it's a pretty safe bet that two of these first three picks are an edge rusher and a wide receiver, um, and that, that's what we were able to get here. But I, I just really think that all the you know if you want to read the tea leaves or however you want to put that, all of that is is pointing in that direction. And again, you know, it, it's it, it's obviously a good thing to not be picking it until the 25th pick. It makes the the conversation a little uh, around the draft a lot different than it has been in years past. But you know, the later you pick in the draft, obviously, the better you did in the season. And then the the thing that's fun about when you get into those second, third round picks, we don't have you know, it's not like okay, they're gonna. We knew last year that in the first round they were gonna get a wide receiver and a quarterback. We didn't necessarily know which which order. It was going to go in, but we knew they had to come out of that first round really with those two positions. The outside of edge, they don't they don't have that this year. So when you talk about those those second third round picks, it, it can go a lot of different directions. So that that's what's going to make it fun to watch. That's what makes it hard to predict. But it's a good place for them to be. So um, you know we'll, we'll throw this up. We'd love to hear your feedback on you know what, what we've kind of pulled away here. And we, we talked about maybe doing this again next week just to kind of reset right before the draft starts. Um, and, you know, maybe try to throw a couple of different scenarios in there because the one thing that we always know about the draft is very unpredictable. And, you know, there's always going to be some guy that we think is going to go really high that starts to slide down boards. And there's always, you know, a, a guy or two that gets picked way higher than anybody thought they would. So um, we'll kind of keep an eye on all of that as it's going along. But, I mean, I, I don't know. Terry, if this is what the Titans walk away from on the first two first two days of the draft, are you happy? I'm thrilled. Uh, you know, you, you get the number one need, and you get a downfield presence, which the Titans might have in Taylor Taylor, might have in Corey Davis, but you know they'd have it in DJ Chart. You know, he's got the get the size and the four three legitimate four three speed, and really, you know, if you watch ACC football, uh, that guy was pretty much the LSU offense outside of Darius guys. So. Uh, he was the guy taking all the jet sweeps, uh, so he's a he's a big time playmaker. Titans could still use some playmakers, so you, you know you're adding more use to that receiver room. But I'm I'm totally thrilled with it. And then Nathan Shepard just sounds like uh, a John Robinson pick if I've ever heard one. Uh, just taking a, a productive athlete uh, that destroyed lesser competition. So uh, think uh, of Tajay Sharp and guys like that only on the defensive line. So. I think it's pretty uh, it's pretty realistic. Maybe Chart goes ahead of where we took him, but I- I'm certainly happy with with how this turned out. And one thing, and one thing on Chart that that I will point out, I, I really do think that in this offense, he they would ask him to get down the field. You know, we we saw the, the scenario last year where it was basically like if they couldn't, if a receiver couldn't do everything, it was hard for him to get on the field. 
Um, I don't think that's going to be the case. I, I think Matt LaFleur has been pretty clear, clear that he wants a burner. And so if, if it takes him a while to pick up the whole offense, I think there'll be a there'll be a package of plays for him where he understands what his job is and has to get down the field. So I, I think from that standpoint, it, it, it's realistic. And anyway, we'll see how it all plays out. But So that, that'll do it for us tonight. Um, we'll be back a couple more times this week. We'll try to get a guest or two on to talk maybe specific Titans uh, draft needs and then, you know, just maybe some guys looking at the at, at the draft as a whole and talk a little bit about, I guess, the other teams in the division, what they might be doing. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Like I said, in the meantime, check out MusicMiracles.com. Uh, we'll have a lot of content up there surrounding the draft, and there's apparently some, I guess, crazy trade winds blowing uh, around the league. So we'll, we'll keep track of all that as well. Uh, Terry, anything else we need to hit tonight before we get out? That's it. All right. So like I said, museummiracles.com. Check us out there. Subscribe to the podcast at Locked on Titans. For Terry, this is Jimmy saying thanks for listening, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite college team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app, and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.